Welcome to the Chronicles of the Event Ninja. This is Ninja, aka GL, and on today's episode, I have my friend Eric, who is a avid Comic Con goer, and which I always meet up with him when I visit uh, Montreal Comic Con or the Mini Con and everything. And we usually um, visit several panels or just bump into each other, talk about what did you see today and everything, what you're looking for, or did you see this and so forth, or who did you talk to, who did you photo ops, or did you, who did you get a signature of and everything, um, to visit different panels, uh, panelists uh, that's going on at the con and everything. Uh, and he is also a follow podcaster. He has a podcast with my other friend, Terry, uh, uh, who is, which is called uh, Filipinos of Montreal, and they talk about... Um, struggles or everyday life and conversation about filipinos inside in montreal itself um and go check it out they just released uh a recent episode and they just started out and would mean a lot if if it interests you go visit them go like them and everything um links will be in the show notes and everything but on today's podcast itself we're going to be talking everything about cons uh what what we do there uh we so him, he's a visitor. Uh, he has a certain budget on what he and objective on what he does at the con. And not only that, he's been an avid con goer, visitor, and he budgets himself to buy certain things. And he has specific things that he's going to buy and everything. And he treats con differently from my previous guests on the show. So we, just going to run through. Uh, Jason, never been to a con yet. We had that particular con primer and after that i had my boy sin who himself has a son and a daughter who goes there for different reasons who different have different aspect that he wants to go see them so he's more there for the cosplayers and and stuff like that and he only does a one-day visit and after that i have um for example rosie stormborn uh who is a cosplayer who's there for at the con for a different reason uh who was also there for uh as um as a host with uh bean ducks uh, production i go there for a different reason too i visit my friends at different booth for merchandises uh different artists for example uh and i as a ninja photographer, I'm there for everything, right? So basically, I'm there for the cosplayers, the events, panelists, uh, my boy Stefan Voice. There's also Jessa, for example, who hosts um, uh, their panels every year about sex, sex and racism, um, and 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 you know the the community, and we talk about what could be done better uh, in terms of Hollywood and. In, entertainment everything um because they they are both in that in that particular industry so now shift over with eric we have a different view of the con everything so hopefully the it brings you a different light into the in the perspective of being a con goer and everything so stay tuned and eric my man welcome to the podcast hey thanks for having me so I know Eric for a long while now, several, <laughs> like I think eight years or something. And Probably. like we always, we always cross paths for different reasons. We have common friends and everything. And, and it's so weird that we also want this one time I actually cover a wedding and out of nowhere, you come, come <laughs> out of the bathroom. I was like, Hey buddy. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> I, mean, like, like, I know this person too. <laughs> funny too, because I think, I think like, I think we've seen each other for years before we started talking uh, cause, because yeah, because we know, 
we both know Jason and Linda, which is yeah. our mutual friend after Patton, Brian, yeah, exactly. and all the OG people from the nightlife and everything. But the yeah. thing is, after, but our common ground is comics. Yes. <laughs> and we always like talk to each other several weeks before Comic Con and everything. And that's where we actually uh, mostly connected with. And yeah. usually we always like uh, uh, try to meet up. Like uh, we have our own our own schedule. But yeah. we are at least like reunite at the con just to say, hey, did you see this? Did you what did you grab? What did For you sure. see in in your in, in the thing? And what separate you from other people that I brought into the podcast too is the fact that as a friend, you're the only one that actually does three days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Compared to me, I do it for this uh, different reason, which is you know yeah. the photography and uh, and the artworks and stuff like that. But yeah. you go there as a three day fan, and on top of that, you're not only a three day fan, you're a three day premium. Yeah. Well, I usually get the deluxe, so I get the the one under, like. Uh, but I'll get the not deluxe the VIP. Thing. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. the VIP. Yeah. It's like uh, one one above the peasants. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like Air Air Canada, right? So you have yeah. the economy, the economy plus, yeah, and then business class. So basically, you're the economy plus. You decide to shell out uh, a bit of extra because you. So the bit of the extra is basically you get to be there an hour earlier, right? Ex- and you uh, get yeah. the the tote, the extra goodies, and you get an they, extra. They, you get a Comic Con special comic book, and yeah. Uh, and, you, and, and you get a, a an energy drink. <laughs> Do you? Sometimes, yeah. I think they put it in, in the tote bag. They put it in the tote bag. They have, you have the guide, the energy drink, uh, the comic book, uh, maybe a lanyard, depending on what the, the special is that year. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, is there a specific reason why you go for the deluxe? Uh, it's, is it for all the goodies or is it uh, you want it one hour uh, early? Sorry about that. <laughs> My phone. Um, well, okay, so I've varied. I've done different things. A couple years, I've done just the regular three-day pass, and then other years, I've done the deluxe. I've, I'm always calculating if it's worth it for me. So I'll usually get the deluxe because I'm primarily a comic book guy. So I like getting exclusive content. I like getting the exclusive Comic-Con comic book. That's primarily why I'll get the deluxe pass. And then on top of that, you have on each day, you like you mentioned before, you can go in an hour before the convention opens or half an hour, depending on the day. And that's where I think a lot of the actual collectors like to go because there's nobody there and you could rifle through the boxes before the place gets full. And then you could go about your day once everybody comes in. So that's primarily why I do it. Um, it's also, you know, it's, it's, it helps you with lines and whatnot. It's just easy to go in and out. You don't really have to wait. You could wait, you have to wait some lines, but you don't have to wait all the lines. Yeah. And, and, and you get first, like you mentioned, you get first pick on uh, the different booth and you get a bit uh, of a chance to actually navigate the 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 lanes and the booth yeah. and, and 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 the the the, the merch and uh, and everything and you draw yourself to the comics itself you do have one station that you usually go to who who's the the comic guy that you usually go to oh you mean well there's there's a few people that I see on a regular basis so I'll usually go to the comic book stores that I go to on a regular basis throughout the year. So if they have a booth there, I'll kind of touch base there. What I like to do, actually what I like to do with that extra period of time that you get 
before the Comic-Con starts is I like to get a feel, like you said, navigate the whole place and find out where certain things are. Um, so I'm spending like maybe an hour not even buying or looking at anything. I'm just trying to find, okay, so Omnibus Comic Book Stores, the comic book store I usually go to, his booth is over here. So that'll be like my base. You know, whenever whenever I run out of something to do or I have time to kill, I might go there. Um, and then I'll go to a couple other stores that I, I go to sometimes. Um, yeah, that's it. That's and then I'll find my favorites for the year. <laughs> and the, the the favorites being the the store or like the find like a like a comics comics uh, collection. Uh, the finds it's it, it could be both, but but like to, places to find because what I like about the Comic Con, I guess any con, is that you'll have stores and distributors from outside of the city, outside of the province even. And there's actually one store that comes on a regular basis, I think from Ottawa which has a lot of good stuff or a lot of stuff in general. So I always like to go to them. I forget their name, but uh, them and another couple from Toronto, they're really cool. So yeah, I, I always look for them just to situate myself and figure out where to go that way, because you know how it is, right? It's, it's big mobs of people. So you need to be very strategic about how you get to places. Yeah. And and it's, it's always the Saturday that's the most uh, jam packed and uh, definitely and 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 like hazardous and so that you ever miss out on on one of the things that you find on on a Friday or on a Saturday and after you decide to come back on uh, twenty four hours later and you can't find it anymore <laughs> all the time man all the time <laughs> all, all the time because there's so much I mean the list is so I try to go prepared. Um, I go in, this is going to sound so geeky right now, but I, I really prep my time there. So what I like that you mentioned when you first introduced me was that we're both on our own schedules, right? But those are the friendships that I appreciate at the Comic-Con because the people who really appreciate, you know, the culture or geek culture or are there for the cosplay or for the comics or for the panels, we each understand each other knowing that, okay, well, I can't hang out with you all the time the way I'd hang out if we were just going to the bar or whatever, right? Because there's things we need to do. So, you know, meet for half an hour and whatnot. So um, why I'm mentioning this, I'm trying to remember where my, where my thought was going. But um, yeah, so have I missed anything? Yeah, my list is always big I, I and, and I try to tackle it. And most definitely I miss things because sometimes I'll, I'll put it down saying like, oh, it might be a little bit too expensive, uh, let me check it out tomorrow. Because also the thing to look out for is the specials are continuously changing. The distributors, the 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 stores are always changing their prices from day to day. So you yeah, because they don't want to bring back the stuff, right? They would want to liquidate. Depending on the stores too. So basically, as you mentioned, the store that from Ottawa or from Toronto or something, they want to like clear out whatever they can and obviously they want to make money but the thing is it's still storage room like if they they get somebody like you that are looking for classics uh a classic runner or something like might as well yeah. like get it rid of it they don't need to bring it back they can bring in new things and, and and stuff like that so exactly and i'm not i'm not a big haggler either i'm not one to really negotiate prices i just kind of look to see if there's a special and i look to see if i get a vibe i mean there's some vendors there you know, every year, one in particular, I, I won't name him. Actually, I don't remember his name, but anyways, um, but he really jacks up the prices like crazy and he's known to do that. So that, for example, 
I try to stay away from him and I wouldn't even try to haggle with him. Once in a blue moon, I'll look through stuff, but it always ends up being crazy expensive. So why do you even bother looking at his stuff if you know for a fact? Well, because <laughs> he's also known to have a lot of stock. Oh, so okay, okay, okay. there's a good chance you might find something you're looking for. So, so I give it a shot. Okay. That is basically what I do. Yeah. Uh, did, did you ever actually walk away with a good, like buying something from him? One of the, one of the years? Hmm. Uh, I almost did. Uh. <laughs> so there was, I don't know how to explain this. So the vendors are constantly repricing everything, right? So sometimes like in a store, you might have a stack of books that haven't been priced and put away yet. So I came across a stack like that. I didn't know that was the stack. And, and I picked up a book that I'd been needing for to complete a collection. I think it was Afterlife with Archie. I forget which number. It's a book that could you know, on the market, it might be a little bit overpriced, but could go easily for like 40, 50 bucks at the time. Um, and I saw it and somebody was going to say, oh yeah, it's uh, they just picked it up thinking it was more like cover price because it was just on this random stack. But then the guy came around and was like, no, 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 no that's, uh, that thing is worth this much more. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> so I almost did. Okay. So, uh, all that. And the thing is, you you... Mentioned that the fact that you actually list the stuff that you you're trying to buy, you try to record the, the fact that okay, at this particular yeah. booth, this was at this price, and due to the fact that price changes and everything, you really have a strategic mm-hmm. mindset. I just go in and I was like, I hope I don't take out my wallet as many times as I I wish for it, <laughs> and I've been suckered well, so many times just walking by places like that's how I met my boy Wallet from Studio Maze with the big canvas, for example, and. <laughs> And so, like, you've seen the booth, right? Like the, the the one with the Spider Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. the two canvas with the Spider Man eyes. Oh, it's amazing! It's super amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Super amazing. Especially like we, we know our Marvels, we know our DCs. And, like, you look at that, it's like, fuck, hey, it's like it's like super, <laughs> super cool uh, to to look at it and everything. But the thing is, you know for a fact that's expensive because it's a canvas and everything. And uh, yeah. at the recording of. Our, our particular podcast right now, like Studio Maze has mm-hmm. uh, their on, quote unquote online Comic Con, and they're they're selling that particular canvas. I think usually it goes for two hundred dollars a piece, so you need Damn. both eyes. But the thing is, right now I think yeah. they they're having it at one hundred thirty-seven, um, but still larger one, not the eighteen, uh, not the twelve by twenty-four. It's the eighteen by whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it and I just go and that's how I got suckered buying. The the, the the Captain America one and everything like it, the, I I it's it's amazing that you actually set yourself a budget and and you have to be cautious right and concerning yeah, that yeah we both go back obviously we go back for a different reason every year but the thing is I yeah. too collect stuff out of there and you, there's so much merch uh, I've seen man <laughs> yes. I know and and you and usually like hey how was your day I I show you my little bag and I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and not that you show yours is like at least yours is it's not a throwaway. It's it's books, it's comic books, it's series that you've longed for. And as a collector, it makes sense mm-hmm. to to collect them and stuff like that. Obviously, once you read them, probability of actually reread them, it's to everybody's prerogative. Me, it's like you know, it's gonna stare at my wall right now. I like I'm looking <laughs> at the backside of my office and like that's where all my my prints from other artists that I've collected and like. I don't know when I'm actually going to laminate them and put them on my... Oh, they're not hung up yet? I guess some of them are. Some of them are. Like, uh, I have some uh, from my boy, uh, D. Resilenio. 
I've I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. I have uh, Tom Deere, who's the the guy. He came back, so he's the the Transformer cover art mm-hmm. from IDW. Yes. Oh, yes. And I've mentioned yes. it to you one time because the fact that he made this nice personalized um, artwork that is that mimics the Last Supper, but it's with the Transformers. So you have that's so amazing. you have uh, Ultra Magnus, Rodimus Prime, and all the like. You can probably identify a few of them. That's not actually up on my mind. I did buy it, but it has a weird format. So basically, it's not standardized, right? Uh, the yeah, other two I that I have is basically the very classical Transformer. So the OG Optimus Prime, Megatron, Bumblebee from the 1986 uh, cartoon and everything, but it has yeah. this very uh, nice movie look feel because it's like in the desert and stuff like that and you have like megatron in the background and, and stuff like that it's very very cool that's looking. cool and um so i have some of his artwork that and, and 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 what's funny is the fact that he's from montreal he's actually from montreal he graduated from dawson really? yeah i ran about it's it's so funny is the fact that i ran about background check i because it, <laughs> i ran a background check on him is the fact that i wanted to Look him up so I can be able to tag him and, and stuff like that, right? Yeah, you research, you research. Yeah, I researched him and like yeah. I don't know where. Like the guy's from Dawson. Like oh no, no way. And then, what's his name again? Uh, Tom Deere, Thomas Deere. Okay, Thomas Deere. And I'll probably oh, like okay. put him in the show notes because we're talking about him and everything. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he's also <laughs> I think a Native American. Uh, okay, and, and everything. It's like his history. Is, uh, but the thing is, I managed to talk with him uh, on a few rounds. So basically, he he. He's known his booth and everything. He's known to be a cover artist for IDW and everything. Mm-hmm. But after that, in last year, he actually came back because of his scheduling and the fact that he has his own business and everything, uh, doing mm-hmm. artwork and, and commissions and, and, and stuff like that. So he keeps himself very, very busy. And he wasn't able to come back to Comic-Con for at least two years running. Damn. To, to Montreal Comic-Con itself. Uh, so I did catch him twice at Montreal Comic Con. That's right. He hit a pause. And then last year, he finally came back. And I asked him, I was like, what's up? The, the, the gap. And then he explained to me his schedule and everything. And apparently, he also, uh, he, he uh, what's funny is the fact that the, the 2019, so last year's Comic Con, when he came back, he started to draw a few artwork from the DC world. So he had a few Batman oh, and what? Mr. Freeze out. Uh, which is super gnarly with his own touch on on the thing and everything. So basically, that's super awesome. The fact that you know you're known for something, which is cool, and you decide to diversify yeah. your portfolio and try to dip into to to other other known licensing and and give your own spin on it and everything. So basically, it's a hit or miss, and uh, to me, it, it it worked out very well. Well, I mean, that's 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 the name of the game, right? A lot of these guys. Especially like any kind of art industry, comic book art industry, like, you know, they have to come up, like you have to pay your dues, I guess, like any industry, right? So you have to pay your dues and then eventually they start getting recognized. Um, And especially at the cons, I find like if he's uh, like a cover artist, so so from what I understand, he'll he'll sell also um, uh, like like portraits and pictures and and, um, art pieces, right? But but if he's an artist, because it's odd because it's called Comic-Con um but now there's a lot more focus on let's say the 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 actors that come in or the panels and you know so i think i 
I could assume that the individuals who are coming as comic book artists or writers aren't making as much bank as the other people who are coming in. Because I go to them for an autograph and it's like free <laughs> or five bucks. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, they definitely have to pay their dues. And it sounds like that's what he's doing. And he's just trying to, you know, work his way up and then trying to diversify and get more work under his belt. So he becomes more recognized and continue to do what he loves to yeah, do. Yeah. And like, I, like, I mean, big kudos on the, the, the fact that not, I, I, not only that, like he come, he, he's from Montreal and the fact that like it, it kept him away and everything. And it's nice. The, the fact that he comes into Montreal comic-con and showcase the, the fact that, you know, IDW picked him up and, 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 was yeah. like now his artwork is associated to a huge franchise that gets distributed. It's it's uh, like yeah. I'm, it's not to uh, knock off all the other artists that I appreciate like Marvin, mm -hmm. uh, who is uh, eight uh, eight ink. Uh, he has a big booth uh, at Montreal Kalkan. He, he's a double booth and everything, and he's a tattoo artist too. Mm -hmm. But he does draw on on okay. comics, and he does this wicked Stewie right. He has the Stewie. Yeah. He has the Stewie with the, the <laughs> Thanos one and everything. You probably seen one of his booths, and the, the booth that I, one of his artwork that I picked up from him specifically. Um, there's actually several. There's one where he paid homage to uh, Peter Weller. No, 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 not Peter Weller. The guy that voiced Megatron. Oh yeah, yeah. and he did this yeah. cool one montage yeah. of all. And the thing is, yeah, like. Peter Cullen does Optimus Prime, and he's known for that. But apparently, Peter Cullen yeah. does other voices too. And same thing with the guy from Megatron. And and basically, yeah. he did decide to big do give him his due and give him huge montages of all the characters he's ever played. And obviously, like the the only one that actually people recognize is the, the Megatron. But if you actually see the montage, <laughs> like there's a lot of other characters, known characters, like that that from the from that era's cartoon and everything. Um, that that's re uh, representative uh, of what he's he's done in, uh, in in the past and everything, which is super super wicked. Mm -hmm. uh, but but it still remains the fact that the more you grind, the more you do a particular series, then mm -hmm. not only that, it gives you the appreciation that people like us who collects, you want to mm -hmm. go back and finish the collection too, instead of being a one off. Totally, you know. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's the collector's mentality, right? I think the, the Comic-Con is chock full of them. And But you know what the thing is? The, 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 the hunting is so fun. It's stressful, but it's so fun. You know, there's so many vendors there. Speaking as a comic book collector, looking for that one diamond. In the, look, I've been going... I think on, no, not on and off. I've been going straight every year since 2013. And even before that, I'd gone back in 2011, I think. And I've been going to the Comic-Con in, in all its incarnations, even going back to when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old. Um, but I remember recently there was one comic that I wanted and I couldn't find it anywhere for something I was willing to pay for it because it was worth a bit more money. And um I, I think I went to Comic-Con three, four years in a row before I decided to buy from this one person. And I think it was literally the same comic I looked at every year, like the same issue. And I finally cracked on the fourth year. I was like, you know what? I keep doing this every year. But my hunt was four years long for that comic. Wow. It's, it's crazy. Wait, wait, wait. What, what was the comic? Yeah. It's, it was nothing crazy. It was... Um, 
it was the new Archie series. Like it's in 2015 <laughs> when they redid Archie. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But the comic was going for, and it, it, it's not super crazy. Like it wasn't a graded comic. It wasn't uh, a first appearance of anything. It was, he was selling it for 40 bucks. And so, which is, you're not going crazy, but in my mind, even though I've been collecting forever and I know the worth of comics, I still have a hard time paying because I'm used to getting comics as they come out. So I'm always paying cover price. You know, I'll pay 10 bucks, maybe 20 bucks from time to time, but I have a hard time paying the premium. Not that it doesn't deserve it, but like more money. But, but this comic, I couldn't find it anywhere else except for this one vendor at the Comic-Con. And finally, after four years, I cracked. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. So I understand you. Uh, and, and that's the, uh, the, as you mentioned, the collector's mentality. And the worst part is like my boy, uh, Marvin, he came out with a series mm-hmm. for the Transformer series, which is what I, I decided to pick up on. He started with one, which is the Dinobots. So there's this nice yeah, Dinobot yeah. montage that he made. After that, subsequently, I think a year, a year, next year or the year after, he decided to do um, the Constructicons. Oof. And, and nice. I'm going to call him a bastard because the fact that you can actually merge both of them. <laughs> you can actually mo- He actually made it so that you merge both posters to to form a very, very long poster. But the problem is, is the fact that I bought the first edition. And the first edition <laughs> has a white background. All the subsequent print uh, has a black background. So mine's off. That, that would bother me so, so mine's much. Off. So I picked up <laughs> the Devastator... Constructicon uh, montage with a black background, mm-hmm. and I have the first edition Dinobots with the white background. And every year since, I've been coming back to his booth. Sometimes I say what's up and I take a picture, or sometimes I buy something else from him and everything, like uh, like uh, the P- no, uh, was it the Peter Colin or the Megatron montage, whatever it, there is. And mm-hmm. I keep on reminding, like, do you have? the Dinobot with the black background uh, because the fact that he made the black background now, but the, it, the, the back background has uh, a, a bit of shrinkage so that I can merge with the, with the Constructicon one. And the thing is I'm always the wrong version. And one year is the fact that he never, he never brought back any of the transformer one. And the year after that is like, and the thing is sometimes I visit Toronto too. And his tattoo uh, place is actually in Pacific. Oh, mm-hmm. and okay. I keep on forgetting to bring my thing back to give it back to him, so I can get the proper version and get and get everything. And it's bit- <laughs> can 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 you not get it like online? Can you not like he'll just exchange purchase it? He's such a good guy that he'll just exchange it for me and just bring back the correct version. Oh. But we keep on missing the free the freaking <laughs> timing of him bringing it back yeah. and everything. And it's been five years <laughs> that we keep on chasing Dude, this. Dude, I. I- uh, Dude, I understand, but that but the thing that the, the chase is eternal. Uh, I swear, what, it's, it's one of these days I'll get I'll I'll just show show up like like you remember this? Like I need the correct versions I can merge them. <laughs> and the thing is, apparently, each time I keep on asking about the thing, and he actually brought it up in the last two years is the fact that he's he's planning on expanding it to a third panel. Oh, and wow. I don't know which, and I keep on forgetting what what he mentioned on the third panel. And I think it's going to be the Insecticons. Wait, to Dinobots, uh, Dinobots. Uh, what did you say, Constructicons? 
Yeah, who would be the third panel? He told he told me like it might be the Insecticons. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, it could be a lot of things. I was thinking aerial bots for some reason. No, it doesn't. Because Transformer, Decepticon, it, Transformer. Yeah, it won't fit. Yeah. It won't fit the. It won't fit the the homage that he's trying to 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 get. Especially like, um, I see. Like, the the Dinobot setting is really into um, like the, the volcanoes, the prehistoric uh, background and everything. And I don't know where wow, okay. I don't know okay. where the, the, the like the the uh, the Constructicons is 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 there too, <laughs> and everything. Like, I mean, well, the thing is, the Dinobot back in the day in the in the in the Transformers show. Like not that they were arch nemesis, but I always find that the, the the Dinobots and the Constructicons, when they became Devastator, always tended to take on each other. So I, maybe maybe that's what it is. Yeah, and 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 it was and it predated uh, before um, you know the air, like you mentioned the Aerobots and all the other combiners yeah, from the Autobot side, like the uh, the Protectobots and, and stuff like that. But like yeah. in early stages. Like the Autobot side didn't actually have a combiner, right? So basically, we we always treated yeah, the the Dinobots as being the rivals against uh, the combiners and everything. And only yeah. in recent, like I think in the last five years, they decided to rewrite history and decided to say, okay, now the Dinobots can combine with each other. I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? Mm. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> decide to to put a monkey on, on the lore and everything. It's like, meh, fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we can see you're a purist. Well, <laughs> listen, like I don't, okay. So for the Dinobots, I don't mind. Like, like, yeah. fine. They decide to give them a, uh, uh, the, the, the matrix and, and, and stuff like that. Okay. Where I did mind, where I did really, really, really mind is all those series that brings out, um, the new ones, so War on Cybertron, uh, Siege, and all the new lines of the toys and everything. Yeah, they decide to toss yeah. Optimus Prime in, and they, and he can can combine also. I'm like, no, 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 no! Please do not touch that. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. that's not fair. And everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a bit weird, you know. Yeah, Optimus Prime. Should yeah, be his he's own, supposed to be like his his, his own, own thing, and like let the other guys. Let, let everybody else uh, combine to each other and everything but no let, let, let's leave the OG guys like uh, jazz uh, jazz Optimus Prime ratchet and uh, and the, the, the single ones let them be I don't I don't really uh, want them to to combine to each other and like now they become mega or whatever whatever it is like yeah. It's it's becoming it's almost as if it's becoming a little too not that I have anything against the franchise but like a little too um, like Pokemon or Digimon like in terms of the evolutions you know what I mean like maybe maybe that's the Transformer modern version of the evolution of what a Transformer can be oh to, to, like to uh, actually well after that they start breaking the mold right because the fact that now you can also yeah. have the triple changers so you can or yeah. you can or go combiner or you can go triple changer uh yeah and and, and everything so those are the two possibilities i would say the if you want to quote unquote evolve itself but the thing is uh mm-hmm. the fact that there is no real evolution and 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 stuff like that but at least yeah um in the og version like you know you have the aerial bots the destruct uh constructicons the predic predicons and all that they 
get their own personalities. Yeah. And after that, their usefulness comes into the fact that they can combine everything. And now it's the all out um, mega wars and, 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 and stuff like that. Like I appreciate yeah. at least they, they kept a, a bit of it, I would say um, in, in, in that aspect. But uh, the minute that they start messing around with the OG ones is like, no, no, stop it. Yeah, yeah, true. Like, like, <laughs> agreed. I do agree. Like, I like, do agree. I, I understand. Like, you know, okay, there is Hot Rod to uh, Rodimus Prime. Okay, you got the Matrix. You transform yourself to somebody, yeah. somebody else. You decide to be a Prime now. You don't and, and stuff of like that. Cool. Yeah. But after that, you start mixing Optimus Prime lore, and now he can transform, or you become a Headmaster suddenly. I'm like, no, 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 no. But you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because even in comic books and movies and whatnot it's it's about the the continuity is is always different at times because like you said they're always trying to they're always trying to cater to the current population you know so the to the current youth but at the same time you have people like us who grew up on that now we got money so they're also trying to cater to us right so now they're trying so to actually have a job and where the one actually is willing to say it's like fine thirty dollars fine I'll just, exactly like now i can yeah, pay it for exactly. myself i don't need to tell my parents it's like 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 <laughs> hey, can i can i use my own my own birthday money and in, in order to get that one thing yeah and everything. <laughs> yeah yeah no totally totally like it's it's man i saw sorry just because we we're talking about transformers i saw the other day i saw online and i saw at one of the stores because i finally went back to a store uh last week which one and it's uh oh, captain quebec okay. they open yeah it was open because it's right by my work so like i passed by i walked in at the door and i was like what do i do and they're like yeah it's fine just because there was nobody in the store at the time right so no but anyways I saw, social distancing there's yeah social distance no yeah. you got it man like <laughs> but um uh, what was it the 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 ghostbusters ecto ecto one the yeah. the car but the transformer it's made into a transformer <laughs> like legit doing, but like okay so here's the thing i don't mind it like they they they've they, they they've done everything i've i've seen some u functional yeah. usb keys that that actually <laughs> transforms and stuff like that so wow. so i like those i like um uh, was it sound waves and and sound blast? Uh, they can transform into legit MP3 players back then, uh, and everything mm. like and and I know for a fact that Star Wars and Marvel because the fact that they're owned by uh, by Hasbro now, uh, yeah. for for the licensing, they managed to have a yeah. crossover where like Anakin Skywalker's uh, Jedi jet fighter can actually transform and stuff like that. Or uh, like even like uh, Tony Stark, uh, Iron Man can transform and stuff like that. I don't mind it, and and I've seen some weird ones too and everything. Like it's mm -hmm. cool and everything, but would actually buy it and everything. My issue, okay, so my issue with Transformer is the fact that I have to buy in sets because the fact that you want to keep yeah. one or pristine in the package, and you gotta take one out to transform them. Or else, there's no point. Yeah, no, that's you true. You can't that's buy transform. I don't know. Transform it. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I've seen. No, you're totally seen, right about that. Okay, so this past year, so it, at the uh, 2019's Montreal Comic Con, we have Prime mm -hmm. One Studio. So Prime One Studio, mm -hmm. 
is this amazing bus. It's it, you probably seen it. It's in the middle of the con. And they have the oh, high-end exactly 200, 300, yeah, $400 statues. And what and one of them yeah. was the four Ninja Turtles. And when I say Ninja Turtles, it's the OG movie one. Yeah. And it looks yeah. phenomenal. But the thing is you have to collect all four of them to make it happen. Yeah. But they also have uh Optimus Primal. OG uh OG Optimus Prime. We have the one from the Beast Wars and everything. And you look at it, it's like that looks amazing. But yeah, it's a transformer. It doesn't count <laughs> in my eyes if it doesn't freaking transform. Because yeah, you know, no, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you I guess I guess my my um what do you call it? My answer to that would be, well, I'll have an Optimus Prime that I transform and to put on my shelf, if I had the money, I might get that, the bust or like a mini bust yeah, or something yeah. like that. Because those things were beautiful, man. Those things. Yeah. Like, and, oh my and, God, and, and honestly, like, for Prime I, One I, Studio, I, com- comparing to Sideshow, Sideshow Toys, which is another premium outlet or um, our boy Raw mm-hmm. likes to collect uh, hot toys. Hot Toys oh, and Kotobukiya, yeah. uh, which I actually visited yeah. when, when I was in Japan and everything. Um, those are like 160 nice. bucks. Uh, if you're lucky, if just like you buying when, uh, uh, market price when it actually comes out, and hopefully it's like there's still stock of it because I pre-order or whatever there is and everything, and like it still costs. Yeah, <laughs> and and my. But the thing is, it's, it's whoever's uh, poison, right? Like, there are some people that goes up to club to a club and buy, and buy a two hundred dollar vodka bottle and that drinks it, and and you go for mm-hmm. that vice, or you go for uh, having a collector's edition. And then after that, like, just like I mentioned, like, there's some people that are like because of the fact that the art style of the actual prime uh, studio one, um, prime one studios like statue is such well mm-hmm. done. You don't mind spending the 200 250 $400 on it comparing to buying yeah. a $60 figure that can transform or not. So it's up to, to, to everybody's poison. I mean, it, it depends. It's, it it kind of goes back, especially because where we find, obviously we could find a lot of these things, you know, online or at different stores that we go to. But the beauty of the con is that a lot of these things are in one spot, right? Um, and like you said earlier, it's it's all about trying to budget as much as possible. Cause I mean, I won't lie, I, I create a little bit of a bigger budget for myself, but I, I plan ahead, you know, and, and I try not to stray away from it. And everything's included in that budget when I go to a con. Like uh I don't know if I'm being anyways, I'll I'll do grocery shopping specifically for the con. You know, like I'll get snacks and I'll get something to eat so that I'm not eating out as much so I could save a little bit more money so I could spend it on merch or comics or um or or oh, a signature yeah. like, or uh, a photo op you, or whatever you have a granola bar yeah. or like a cookie instead of spending the con price or being yeah. around chinatown or whatever there is uh yeah oh, okay well, yeah, chinatown's yeah. included in that i always include i always include chinatown in my i always make sure to i i went a couple times to adobe and andy you know shout out shout yeah. out adobe and andy <laughs> eric <laughs> yeah the boys yeah good thing good thing they're surviving um, yeah, yeah, good thing gotta, gotta get yeah, the, sure. the, the barbecue duck or the pork. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Are they on Uber Eats? Or we order directly think, from them? Right? Um, it's better. I think it's better to order from them. That's one. I'm not okay. too sure. Sh- I think it's pickup. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. There's okay. a link on it. Oh. And they've been like doing new stuff too. Like uh, I think they had uh, the pork, yeah. pork uh, with the buns, the chasu pork with the buns. Uh, they've been getting really creative and stuff like that. And I, I love, I love their. I, and you know what? Never mind. Eric too. I know is a comic head at one point. Like I don't think he co- collects as much right now, but I remember not too long ago he was like getting into it a lot too. Could probably ask him like, get, can you give us the barbecue duck and like put aside of like some graphic novel? <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't seen him at the con recently though. But then again, he has to helm the the shop and everything. Um, yeah, I think he's always working. Like when literally when I was at the con, the couple times that I've gone when I was at the con, it was him <laughs> that I would see. So I'm leaving the con, but yeah, he's there. So working. basically, uh. Hopefully, I get I'll finish my uh, I'll I'll get the proper version of the Dinobots. I'm looking at I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> tag Marvin in the in the show notes and so that uh, he'll burn his ears while uh, going at it. But uh, I'll, I'll definitely link his tattoo place and his personal personal thing um, on it. For sure. Ma- Marvin Guang Guang needs the, the appropriate. Uh, <laughs> yes, needs yes, the right yes, one. yes. Uh, you know, as a collector, I, yeah, I understand yeah, yeah. the um, <laughs> So you go to normally the shops and you you just mentioned that there's certain shops that you actually go for. What? So what do you try to pick up? Yeah. At the Comic-Con or at when I go to the store? Um, well, the Comic-Con for me is a bit of a mix of things. So in terms of what, what I'm trying to pick up. Expectation, so right? So I used, you're, you're trying to be hopeful yeah. Try to see like it's same thing with me. So there's there's several artists that comes back and I'm like thankful that they come back. Or some some years yeah. they don't come back. Oh well, I'll follow them and see if what they ever they bring back in. What's your goal? Mm-hmm. What's your what's your goal what's my, of my... terms of budgeting? So you say that you have a strategy to budget and some of like what are your budget basically? Well, my budget. Uh, so my budget in general. So, so lately I've been keeping it to the last few years, I've been keeping it to about mm-hmm. like, let's say 300 or so. What's the breakdown? Um, and, and I, I, I give myself a roof of 300 and I try not to go past it. Now, a couple of years I've gone past it. Other years I've stayed well below. So it just depends. Like you said, sometimes certain people aren't back, but I, I use that 300, not just to get comic books or something like maybe there's an actor that's there that I love and, you know, maybe I want to get a photo op or maybe get a signature um because because i'll also spend some money on that as well and on top of that i use the comic-con as um as a way to pick up comics that i've been having a hard time finding throughout the year to complete my sets basically because you have so many vendors there so that's my main goal so my budget is about 300 bucks including everything like i mentioned before including food including if i happen to go out with somebody that i i met up with at the con like maybe a little bit like afterwards um and my goal is to try and complete my sets and to meet some actors that i that i love you know from tv and whatnot sort uh and and also 
you know, my goal is also like, this is aside from the money, but my goal is, so I write a list every year. So I write a list of the comics I'm looking for. I write a list of the actors I'd like to meet. I write a list of the panels I'd like to attend. And that's not just the panels of the actors themselves. Like I like the panels that also touch upon issues in comic books. So, you know, uh, race relation, you brought me to one, one year, which I'm really happy about, you know, uh, with Steven voice oh, yeah, yeah. We talking uh, about race. Was it last year book. that you attended or the year before that? The one with the I think it was Panther. two years ago. I think, uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, no. So I'll write, and I'll even write a list of my friends that I'm. I'd like to meet up with. Like, so you're on that list. You know, another friend of mine, Mark, because all these friends, including you, that I'll meet at the Comic Con, have the understanding that we're all doing our own thing, but we'll try to meet up, but we won't like hold each other back. Because I've had, I've had friends who. And, and close friends of mine is like, oh, are you going to Comic-Con this year? I'm like, yeah, I always go. They're like, okay, like maybe I'll come with you. And I have to like stop and say, listen, for sure, like I'd love it if you came, but I just need you to know I can't hang out with you the whole time <laughs> because, you know, it's, you I, I got to make yeah, it to this not, panel. I got to make it, it to here. Like, you got whatever. A lot of people, okay, so it's one of those uh, primer, like I did a primer edition with uh, one of my friends who never been to a con yet, my boy Jason. And he's asking me yeah. like, what's your strategy? Yeah. What do you do there? And stuff like that. It's like, what, what's the go-to do thing mm. if you're at a con and everything? It depends on what you want to do too, <laughs> right? So basically, um, exactly. I, yeah. before going to a panel with Jessa and, and Steven Voice and everything, I actually, the first panel that mm. I actually went was with you with uh, Nathan Fillion. Right. Because oh yeah, that's, that's the only time yeah, I actually I wake that. up at nine a.m. Yeah. to actually attend to something. Uh, and I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> yeah. like, okay, it's uh, super early." And 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 it's you know, it's you got to show up. It's a one time only thing. So basically, I go, "Okay, yeah. who's gonna wake up for nine nine a.m.?" Well, there's a lot of people that actually woke up for nine a.m. and everything. Um, and but the thing but is, it's not yeah, like that. A lot it's of the people, fact that yeah. it was free. Um, because not all panels yeah. are free and everything. So that's gotta. That's another thing no, that gotta be exactly. watched out for. Uh, but a good, but a good number of them are free though. Like you know, there's maybe the major ones that are like you pay a little bit extra or something. But I, I think they've done a good job of having a lot of people that we can go see. Yeah, and pretty much for free. Well, and obviously, I mean, like the ones that are not ticket. free, it's also well worth it if you are in that particular niche. So, for example, like um, Star Trek: The Next Generation panel. Like, I mean, they had several of the. I think. I think Patrick Stewart was there, or yeah, Patrick Stewart. Uh, yeah, there was at there least was four like of them, four so of it's them. worth it to charge um, the admission to to go to 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 go for yeah. it, and 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 uh, it, and you shouldn't be like, oh, why couldn't they do it for free? Like, listen, paid actors are paid actors. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's like you gotta watch out for like um, their value and stuff like that. If they 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 mean well and so, and like you know, you're they're at they're answering all your desirable questions being on stage and everything. And you're, you're locked into a private room with them. Uh, And obviously it's half the time it's sold out. So basically you're expected to be a hundred people there. And, um, you know, and it's such a great vibe too. I don't know. That's how I feel. It's it's just like Like how, how we are. It's like, it's like you, you're, it's not like, it's just like you mentioned, it's like, Hey, are you going there for like, it's like, Show me, like, they didn't want to be feel, felt alone, but we go there because it is part yeah. of the 
community slash culture of this particular vibe that we're going for and everything. And um, totally. Uh, yeah. just like how we zigzag between the fact that, oh, I mentioned uh, uh, Thomas Deere and everything, like he's part of his Transformer. You're aware mm-hmm. of the Transformer lore. Not obviously, we're not super deep into mm-hmm. the lore and everything, uh, but we, we appreciate yeah. the lore yeah, yeah, behind yeah. it. And, and uh, just like you mentioned, like you, you're collecting Archie and, it's, and the Archie reboot is a different type of yeah. vibe comparing to the classic Archie uh, of, of the old and everything. Exactly. I'll, I'll always respect any geek culture, like, because to me, it's what it is, is, is the passion for it, right? You know, like anybody who's passionate, you know, like, so you go to uh, photograph a lot of cosplay and you pick up a lot of artwork. You know, I go um, a lot to, to pick up comics and, uh, you know, to see certain panels and whatnot, you know, like it's, it's, it's all for the love, you know, like type of thing. So it's, it's, it's the passion that I really respect that everybody. Yeah. It's a, it, there and has. that there's uh it's a different universe, obviously um, being there. And, 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 but the thing is not only that it's a super vast. Uh, so one time we, we started to compare Montreal comic-con small, big, uh, so the mini con or the, the main one mm-hmm. versus otaku which is the anime one. Uh, you don't you don't attend to mm. it. I do last I did last year just to test it out the water mm. and, and be, for my photography work, I it's better and stuff like that. But the thing is, you know, you get different universe, bottom line. So you get three three yes, three days different. of yeah. movies, anime, comics, TV, uh, different type mm-hmm. of celebrities. So you also have wrestlers involved. Uh, at the Montreal Comic Con, which is different, yeah. and we have a lot of the OG people that comes back. So basically, the Power Rangers comes back, like the different actors, actresses that does the Power Ranger. Dude, I've I've seen so many like uh, people from Degrassi Junior High Drake? Drake are there. Out? You know, like uh, uh, yeah. no, Drake wasn't there. No, I'm, <laughs> that'd be amazing. But but um, no, what was um, the 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 one who played Joey oh, Jeremiah in the Degrassi, original? Sorry. Uh, well, anyways, Pat Mas- Anyways, like, so, like, what I'm saying is just to oh, add yeah, to yeah. the diversity of it all. Like, you have people who, you know, uh, I-, I saw uh, Carl Weathers, you know, the guy who played, um, oh, Paul okay, Creed, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in uh, in Rocky. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's just, and it's interesting because mm-hmm. I'm a huge Rocky fan, um, aside from like being like a comic book. But it fits a universe of movies but then and TV shows. I'm going to the Comic Con. Yeah, you know exactly, and then and then here he is, this guy that I've been loving. I'd never expect to see at the Comic Con, and he's there. Oh, I'm like, oh, but, but that's there's cool. there's him. Like, so I got to like Stan Lee came out. Uh, there's uh, Stan Lee, yes, yeah. uh, Lou Frango for Ningo. Oh God, so many. Yeah, Lou for yeah, uh, for yeah, Lou Ferrigno. He comes pretty often actually. Gotta William Shatner. Uh, Norman Reedus came one year. A lot of people. Oh yeah, the the, well, Dead, The Walking Dead. Trek, it's pop culture Discovery. now, right? But uh, as you mentioned, like uh, yeah, you exactly, know, yeah. referencing the uh, the grassy high and stuff like that. There's a lot of local ones too that mm-hmm. comes out. I remember. Um, totally. uh, there used to be this particular Canadian-made TV series. Uh, Damn okay. it! It's a bu- it's a bunch of superheroes that's similar to like the X Men or something. Ah, uh, that's gonna Canadian eat me up. I, okay, uh, I don't. I know. They used about. to have like centralized centralized <laughs> panels, and a lot of the actors are there. They ran for two seasons, 
Um, and it's 13 episodes okay. or something, or 26 episodes. I forgot per season. Was it like an? Uh, was it like online? It was um. No, uh, web, that's the weird part. I think they like actually that? got got licensed or something, because at my previous company oh. they actually got in a European license and they got actually got part of the streaming service and stuff. Like that. But the thing is, how they got actually published is actually uh, I'm not 100 sure if it was a web series, but it was lengthy. It's like 30 minutes or like an hour, or like each episode or something. And I and okay. Uh, it's okay. gonna freaking eat me up. Um, it's gonna annoy. <laughs> it's gonna really annoy me. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, we gotta figure out. We'll, we'll figure two, it out. Two. We'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> but but the thing is, you know, like <laughs> what's so amazing is the fact that a lot of the stuff that keeps on coming back. Like I, uh, last year, we got to see Kevin Eastman. Oh, you he's went so nice. Him, right? the, oh my god. Yeah, he's he was you know what he was one of the the most genuine guests I've ever met like at all the comic cons I've gone to, and you know what I'm not even the biggest T, uh, TMNT fan, um, but you know he's he's a legend right so you know I had a book I, I bought one Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles recent comic simply because I like the cover I don't collect the actual comic but I loved the cover and when I heard that it was there I was like you know what I'm gonna go get this signed. And dude is so nice. Like he's and he had just yeah, appeared. What's funny is I the mean, fact that he, he appeared appear. out of nowhere. He wasn't an announced guest and stuff like that. And the thing is, yeah. he randomly he randomly popped up with his entourage and everything. And this is Kevin Eastman. It's gonna be a one time only. Yeah. And they just makeshift a booth for him. And he had all his artwork. And you line up and you do the signing up. Uh, I think it was thirty five or fifty five. I forgot uh, what's the price tag and everything. But it's super well worth it. Well, you know what he, but he was actually like the the first signature was free, the the first uh, so if you only had one thing to sign and you already had it, he was doing it for free, and and like letting you take pictures with him and like yeah I got pictures with him I got a book signed like all for free and dude was just if super I would have known that I would have approached him more, <laughs> as like I swear like I it's. <laughs> You know, one of the things that you know, I, in my other podcast with Steven Voice or like other people is like, sometimes you got to ask, it doesn't hurt to ask. It's like, is it free or not? And, you know, go go run with it. Obviously, yeah. don't be a quote unquote yeah. douche and ask for more than what's expected. But the thing is, if the guy, but, but the thing for is sure. the fact that he's a, in, in the comic world or even our, our era of age, the fact that Kevin Kevin Eastman yeah. uh, wanted to give back to his fans of the lore of Ninja Turtles and the fact that it's still going on, it shows that yeah. the fact that what him and yeah. Peter Lear, uh, the co-creator of the Teenage Mutant, yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles, has created the fact that we love... Who doesn't like ninjas? You know, it's like no, I'm like, like they, they built yeah, an entire exactly. anime yeah. of called Naruto due to the fact that there's a ninja lore, and I've had like the fact that you put yeah. ninja turtle turtles who's mutants, and you create like an entire universe behind it. Like that's that's super amazing, and the, yeah. the fact that he's super cool. Uh, there and there's and the thing is, there's yeah. those type of stories like who is cool, who's not cool, and stuff that we can always touch on at a later date and stuff like that. Uh, so. Who okay? So he's super cool from last year. Who was he part of your budget? Mm -hmm. 
No. Uh, well, actually, no. Okay, so he kind of was uh, because, I, you know, I always check the guests, you know, right before going in because, like you said, things are always changing, right? And I knew that he was going to be there. So I kind of, like, scrambled to find a comic of his. You know, he, he wasn't part of my plan, but then he kind of did. But it was kind of like one of those extras. But then I passed by his booth and, you know, there was a bit of a line already. And I said, you know what? I'm still gonna wait. Like it I'm wasn't still that long. Wait. For some it was reason, only I like just feel like it's gonna be five or six. Or... Well, when I was there, it was actually like so. When I was there, the line was a, a longer than five or six because one guy who was there, and and I felt so bad. This is part of the reason why I really respected um, uh, Eastman at this point because there were two dudes there. I guess they must have had a store like outside of Montreal or something collectible store. And they basically were doling out all this cash because they wanted him to sign a whole like shitload of like uh, prints. Hey, he paid. That's he paid. Like, like I get it. Whatever. Paid, like, yeah, they they paid. It's a business. The thing is, they were haggling him. They were haggling like they were. Yeah, they were trying to like. They were trying to bring the price down. Like, like, listen, man, this we bring in ten. And, like, and can they you were, give us a deal. We're making you sign ten. It's like. I mean, I mean, I mean, they they do like I know that people do ask to make deals, but they were really pushing it. Like they were so on top of that, they were annoying. Like they were being annoying too. Eastman was really chill about it. He was a really classy guy. His handler was like really like, listen, guys, like you know, we got a lineup here. You know, people are waiting to see him just to talk with him. You're obviously doing like she didn't say this, but like in my mind, I'm like. I get it. You're a business. You're doing it. We all do. I respect the hustle. I respect the grind. Yeah, there's a but limit. It was too much. There's a limit. You know, and why? I, yeah, there's a limit. Yeah, and and Eastman was super classy about it. Didn't get angry at all. You know, tried his best to like, you know, like listen, guys. You know, like I'm still trying to see other people. And the thing is, what annoyed me about those guys is because they kept talking while Eastman was talking to the fans. You know what I mean? So. But that's why I respected yeah. uh, Kevin Ke- yeah, Kevin Eastman, yeah. right? I always forget his first name, it's because he he handled it like a pro, and he was super nice about it. He apologized to all the fans, and we were all like, "No, no, no, man! Like, it's not your fault." We, we found a douche. It's the douche's you, you know? fault, and it's true. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. It is what it is. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like there are some people that were fortunate enough to go before these guys and after that unfortunately there's those that are behind those guys those guys and have to wait it out and you know like yeah if if you really respect yeah. uh, the guy and you really wanted to walk it through like you'll you'll stay there and hash it out whatever there yeah. is and you know i mean whoever that stayed and just hashed it out like just like you for example it was worth it you know like yeah yeah but imagine imagine if it wasn't yeah like oh it would have been really grind my 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 teeth if 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 they if all if i you know anybody that i've actually went up to to you know like oh because i'm not a celebrity person like i'm not i'm not there for the Mm -hmm. celebrities itself like you uh, the fact that we we met up to yeah. to go to the panel with uh, for Nathan Fillion and so that and Nathan Fillion has a mm-hmm. lore behind him now because ten years of Castle Firefly plus he does the voice yeah. acting now with the G- yeah. uh, DC universe and stuff like that so like he has now a lore behind him and now, now those who and like 
the fact that he was recounting all the stories that he was doing with the Firefly and like and, and, and stuff like that, he is a character, which is different from other people who yeah. are not a character, who's not um, down uh, yes. saying stories or like you know divas or whatever there is. Um, but like, <laughs> it's cool to yeah. actually be able to find these th- different type of down-to-earth actors, writers, or directors, or as yeah. you mentioned, um, comic book artists or com- comic book uh, writers and stuff like that, which is super chill. That's, yeah. Yeah. I've met, yes, I've met, I've met quite a few, because I also, like, I'll, I'll go to see the celebrities, but if they're, so like the first year that I went, 2013, like when I started going on a regular basis, was because there was, it was the 10-year anniversary for Battlestar Galactica, the, um, the reboot, the uh, the reimagining. So there was like a lot of cast members from, and I love that show. It's one of my favorite shows ever. So, you know, for me, it was going to meet these, these people who I fell in love with their characters. And so I wouldn't like, so, you know, let's say for example, Jason Momoa is there. Uh, again, I respect him, but I wasn't a fan of his, like I wasn't like Gaga over him. So I wouldn't wait the line, but you know, somebody like, you know, I went to see, um, uh, Je- uh, so I went to see the Battlestar Galactica people. I went to see like Walking Dead people. I went to see, uh, I forget her name in Orange is the New Black, but I know her from Star Trek Voyager, uh, Catherine Janeway. The one who's the, I think she's like the Russian mob person. The one with the eye Orange patch? is the New Black, I don't or, know. No, but, um, um, no. She does another one. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. She's uh, Captain Janeway, right? Yeah. Yeah, Captain Janeway. Yeah, exactly. So so like I went to see those people and, and just, you know, and some of them are really chill. Like some of them are super chill. Other people, you know, you you kind of realize that, like like they're still nice, but like you know they're there because it's their work, right? But some some people have been super chill. Like it's uh, and it's it's really refreshing um, to see that. So wait, so in terms of panel, I know that there's one that you were you really wanted to go, yeah. and it's by a hip hop artist. I forgot who. Yes. Oh, uh, from Run DMC. Um, it was uh, who was the surviving oh, member? Which one was? It? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Yes, it's the only um, way I can come up with the 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 the. the, the. Yeah, why why am I not like I'm supposed to directly? Know this, like, with, you know, like, first off, it's music, music right? It's hip hop. You you're you're part of the hip hop challenge, the yeah. album challenge right now. So you. Yeah, so you exactly. need to be yeah, on so point. Dar- Dar- or else I'm gonna Dar- call Dar- a shout out to Jason so that he can shame you. <laughs> yeah, I do, do it. I deserve it. I deserve it at this point. I, 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 his real name. I'm, I'm like on Wikipedia now. <laughs> his real name is uh, D- Daryl McDaniel's. Uh, so I think he was a uh, D D. Uh, I think he was DMC. Uh, guys don't quote me on this i'm messing this up super badly but yes i saw his panel i met him in person i got a picture with him and i got a signature from him and he was super chill we well. did we actively doesn't don't like the reason why i bring this guy up is because you know run dmc if you're an og 90s uh you know if you're a hip-hop fan period and 
you listen to what yeah. Run DMC made, or if you're not a hip hop artist, you probably heard of him, uh, heard of them with Aerosmith and, and stuff like that, and like because they merge and everything. Like you know, it's hip hop, mm-hmm. rap, rock, and the fact that if you're a New Yorker, they're from Queens and everything is like you know, like you gotta if you've been living on a yeah. rock. Uh, okay, fine. If you're a country artist, like fine, you, you're you're on your own breed and everything. But if you are yes. An associate act from you know Beastie Boys and everything like you know just you know, we're talking about good music here and like back in the old days and like we're not talking about these and I'm gonna yeah. shit on them uh, on 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 their rap and they're <laughs> they're like you know fine they're they're making millions and stuff like that and like in, in like in the 2020s 2019 yeah, yeah. and everything what but we're talking about OGs now and the fact that he had a panel. Because the fact that he has a comic series, right? And and actually, like, there's a lot of people yeah, yeah, that yeah. was out there. And I, I think when you told me that you went to the panels and everything, there's a lot of people that actually went to see him. And 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 the fact that he's yeah, a comic tons. book artist, and there's a lot of there's a Jonathan, who is the spokesperson of Montreal Comic Con, and he interviewed the guy and some of that. What did you think about about his panel? His panel was made. You know what I like about so so if I put it together, so between his panel and between having spoken with him when I went to get the picture and the autograph, he's such a genuine dude. And I think what he really tried to stress is because he's known to be this king of hip hop in music. He's a legend in in music, right? However, he kept stressing that his first love was comics. So that's why it was like, I'm happy to be back here. And, you know, in his uh, panel, he spoke about everything, you know, whatever people would ask, spoke about hip hop, but he, he really, to to him, he's like, I'm at a Comic-Con. I want to talk comics. Like that was his, and I thought that was just super cool because, you know, you see that people, he's just proving that people can be complex uh, and intricate and have, more than one passion and and forget that you know one of these kings of hip-hop his first passion in life was comic books like that's it's why yeah because you know, he, and, and that's why he came back around to it also that and he's huge he, he's a huge super tall being. super huge and the fact that you know super tall. we're talking about like yeah. uh, daryl mcdaniels and like but the thing is his stage name is dmc and and like you know there's run dmc, DMC and yeah. like, you're, you're the other half uh you're the other third sorry of the, the the most popular American yeah. rapper group and everything, and, but the thing is, the fact mm-hmm. that I it's it's amazing yeah. that he has an, a a comic book called DMC and he's there to sign, he's there to talk about, and it's super cool that the fact that he has another personality to him that we can actually associate him with. Like again, as a quote unquote geek culture, which is what we're talking about, is the fact that. Oh my god, comic book. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's like and 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 the fact that he has his own right? <laughs> uh, series uh which um and, and and it's 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 really refreshing and it does happen a lot of time. Like if you have a particular like talking about like it's similar to what happened with uh, Nathan Fillion is like talking about Castle, talking about the no, there there's talking about Firefly and you know stuff like that and it's like there's war yeah. of personalities like similar to like Patrick Stewart's like you're gonna talk about with him about X Men or yeah or the, the, the years of X, Star yeah. Trek generations and like uh, talking about that and so uh, and you're gonna you're gonna run into different yeah. camps obviously 
But obviously, if you're there at Comic Con, yeah. you're not going to be talking the about the hip hop. You're going to be talking about the comic books and stuff like that, which is. But you see, but that's the thing though, because I think like Comic Con with every year, any Comic Con, not just Montreal, like becomes more and more mainstream, right? So sometimes I, I'm starting to realize that people are coming more and more for particular people. So it's quite possible that some, you know, some hip hop heads came through to see DMC just for the sake of seeing him. You know, whereas, you know, I just happened to be, you know, music lover, hip hop head, but also a geek, you know, so yeah, yeah. so it was just uh, like a nice merging. Like, I mean, somebody like us, like, oh, you're you're in to the same world. Welcome, welcome. And and stuff like that. And it's like it's it's yeah, very <laughs> interesting. Especially like now nowadays, like like quote unquote geek culture came into the mainstream due to Big Bang Theory and the whole hoopla and stuff like that. Yeah. But after that, the fact yeah. that uh, San Diego Comic-Con became the ultra, ultra mecca of premieres and, uh, and everything, like especially with the Marvel Universe and all the premieres, a different yeah. type of stuff that are happening. And now, but the thing is, huh? It's like the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Super Bowl. Like when, when you know, so you want your ad on the Super Bowl, like halftime, or you want to have your movie premiered, uh, not premiered, but the trailer. Oh, for sure. But now they're, they're playing it a bit more smart where, yes, SDCC is the Mecca Mecca. Mm-hmm. But the thing is now they have the smaller Mecca. So basically it's like Pro mm-hmm. Bowl or like the le- the lesser, quote unquote, the lesser one, but it's still significant. It's like the New, New York Comic Con, the Wizard World. Like, like New York Comic Con. Or, or, yeah. You know, stuff like that. Now it's like, okay, we got to yeah. spread it out because, you know, it's... We want to showcase more, and it's not mm-hmm. feasible to be at that particular. And that's similar to other, like when I was talking with Rosie for uh, the cosplay world and so that. Now it's like there's the Montreal Comic Con, mm-hmm. but actually the Otaku Thon is actually more relevant for a cosplayer because the fact that there's actually yeah. um, a masquerade award where you, if you actually win it. Uh, you are acknowledged for your particular mm-hmm. cosplay division in which you're allowed to now compete into the world cosplay series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you oh, actually wow, go real? back to my first wow, interview cool. with uh, Rosie Stormborn, who's a cosplayer, uh, she explained to me... Uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> she explained to me the, the fact there's uh, world competitions of cosplay where you get recognized you get an award mm-hmm. and it's similar to like uh getting an award um being in the triple a after you have to go into the smaller league in order to go into e- intermediate and after the master level and stuff like that and and she told me that much of comic-con yeah, is a test run for a real professional cosplayer in which july uh, that's nice. when usually Comic-Con happens. It's actually a test run to see will this costume work and how does it s- get portrayed by us photographers and everything. So there's a whole bunch of photographers that are taking different type mm. of pictures and stuff. like I'm one of them and you've seen uh, at the mezzanine and stuff like that. But the yeah. thing is uh, for the cosplayer itself, it's like, will it work? Yeah, I'm the ninja. The ninja, um, that, the, the, the ninja. Just, sorry, <laughs> but it's their test run to actually showcase it. Will this particular cosplay work under these lights and everything? And uh, you know, when mm. you assemble 
the the costume and everything will it work will it stay well and everything like how much hassle it's going to come out with so that they can be ready for august which is the otakuthon and during the yeah. masquerade and everything will it fit um the convention and everything and and it's an interesting thing that the fact that Montreal Comic Con, due to the fact that there's the movies and some of that, for the cosplayer, it's not uh, the premiere, uh, and, and and everything, which is interesting mm. because the fact that as you, uh, so basically, like you just mentioned, Battlestar Galactica, sci-fi one way. That you have the comics itself, you know, so you collect mm. Archie. There's the uh, Kevin Eastman for his lore and everything. That we have DMC coming in with whatever whatever then you know we we ourselves we watch the marvels we watch the dc and the, you just mentioned walking dead so that's another lore mm-hmm. and stuff like that so basically you know there's a lot of different type of universe that collides at montreal comic-con uh whereas otakuthon it's more known for mm-hmm. the anime world and stuff like that but the thing is when you're in the competition of the cosplay it's whatever you cook up uh in terms of the personality that you want to uh, portray and everything and it doesn't matter which from which universe you come from uh, as long as you can be able to portray the mm-hmm. the the character that you want to portray and and depending on what you want to project uh, in terms of the personality um the material that you want to put on and 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 the quality of the cosplayer and stuff like that but mm-hmm. uh, the bottom line is uh Montreal Comic Con is you know it's the 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 test run, but the thing is, thankfully, like if they test run it, is like to me as a photographer, it's like, oh, cool, uh, show me what you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. That makes sense. That makes sense. Such a bummer, man. Such I, a bummer that this you're talking about not happening. Really, you know, like seriously, like to tell you the truth, you bought your time, ticket. I, right? I haven't. In in oh. general. No, I didn't actually. I didn't buy it this year. I just I don't know what it was, but I just didn't. I I tend not to buy it like right away, anyways. But anyways, just for some reason this year I didn't. And and generally speaking, throughout the whole pandemic, I mean, aside from like I mean, I'm still working like type of thing. I'm a little bit tired here and there, but I um, it, it hasn't bothered me too much that things have been closed because I've been saving like mad money. You know what I mean? Like saving mad money, like paying things off. So like that's, that's been a benefit for me, but, and it wasn't bothering me too, too much that Comic-Con wasn't going on, but now that we're talking it, talking about it, man. And, and the thing is a lot of stuff are being online and everything. And like I mentioned in my uh, solo podcast that SDCC is going to do a, a live free at home on July 22nd to 26th before returning the live one in 2021. But the thing is like, and I mean like even geek it, uh, you been to geek it yet? Okay. So no, I haven't been to geek it actually. Luckily they moved it to Halloween at, uh, at uh, this year's Halloween. It's going to be the only convention that I know of uh, besides the mini con that apparently it's still going to happen, but that's going to be in December. So we're going to have the Halloween uh, weekend Mm -hmm for geek it and hopefully like your itch uh to 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 the itch of the con is gonna come back and everything and who knows what's gonna happen and it's gonna be different different thing different vibe and it's gonna be like uh uh resolution on 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 the fact that we we missed it and 
it's one of the 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 thing but uh, you know like the fact mm-hmm. that they've been doing the online panels and stuff like that so basically they've been having a lot of different type of online panelists coming in and explaining different type of things so basically um uh, the recently is dull damage uh two cosplayers um local that is super super talented uh in terms of our cost costume cosplay mm-hmm. and so then hopefully like you'll be able to uh visit visit geek it uh when 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 it comes back I probably will if there is is that for no, sure that's they, gonna be they've confirmed it, they moved the sure. date and they've secured the venue which is the at the old port. It's gonna be near a Bota oh, Bota. oh yeah. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna wear my uh my Star Trek <laughs> mask. I bought a Star Trek uh face mask. So yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna do. Oh. <laughs> that'll that'll be my cosplay. Oh. It's it's, oh, it's oh. my first time dabbling in cosplay. <laughs> that's awesome. That's Joking. awesome. Okay, so let's wrap things up. Uh, I didn't. Uh, so you also have a podcast. Want to talk about it? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm uh, collaborating with uh, with Terry and Sherry. Terry, who obviously is your friend, also who you had on a podcast of yours uh, for uh, some time ago as well. Uh, we're working on a podcast for Filipinos of Montreal, which is so our podcast is specifically happening right now for the second annual. Filipino Heritage Month here in Canada. So we're releasing a podcast one every day and we're interviewing uh, Montreal Filipinos uh, to just talk about their experiences. Wasn't there a celebration today or yesterday? Um, So, well, today's uh, officially um, Filipino um, Independence Day, technically. So yeah, that's, 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 that's what it is. Um, I mean, in terms of celebration, usually it would be a celebration in various parts, uh, parks across the, the country. Uh, usually we'd probably be in, it's not Kent Park, but it's, it's a park in Cote d'Ange. But, but yeah, obviously that's not going on this year. Um, so yeah. But yeah, that's, 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 uh, so shout out and Filipinos in Montreal. Links, uh, um, in yeah. the show notes and everything. Um, and, and, and we're going to definitely have you oh. back because we only scratch, scratch the itch. Uh, <laughs> I think we, the, yeah, the tip, I think we only right, covered we know, like, the tip. As avid goers of Montreal Comic Con, we have we experience highs, we experience lows, and we need to talk about it. And so, in the hopes mm-hmm. of or educating people what mm-hmm. to expect and everything, but not only that, like hopefully, whoever that listens to and let it be the organizing, let it be the merch, let it be the artists and stuff like that, we appreciate them. There's stuff that could be changed. Or like you know, we try to help them out also, uh, due to the pandemic and everything. Um, so thank you very much, Eric. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs>